Today is a good day. I'm feeling good about myself and the robot woman I've become. I've made mistakes, but who hasn't? I've betrayed the ones I love, but I made a lot of money in the process. So I forgive myself. Also the podcast is sponsored by Stamps.com again. The Anecdotal Experience Podcast back again. This is fresh on my mind. Dan and I literally had this conversation 30 minutes ago. Dan Remington back on the podcast. Dan's talking about law school. He's in law school. It's really, it's competitive. It's, it's, it's one of those things. It's almost like basketball. It's not like everyone wins. Like you go to school to be a doctor or a dancer or um, electrical engineer, or you went to school for communications like me. Why'd you do that? You dumb. I'm just kidding. I actually really liked going to college. We're talking about that. We're talking about how much time you dedicate to something and the benefit. Do you want to be the best? Do you want to be mediocre? Are you okay with being mediocre? Are you... Is there virtue in studying really hard, working really hard, or... Is there a way to work smarter and enjoy your life? These are the questions... We're going to apply it to law school because that's what Dan's in. Let's, if you want to be on the podcast, let me know. Let's do this with my buddy, Dan. Dang, how's that feel, man? It feels really good. It feels like an accomplishment. Uh, the first semester of law school, a lot of people say is the hardest. I'm not totally convinced it's the busiest, but I think it's difficult because you, you don't know your place at the school. Uh, because law school is graded entirely on a curve, you are feeling insecure the entire time about whether or not you're the dumbest person there. <laughs> Wait, okay. I've heard this. It's great. What do you mean graded on a curve? Okay. So, you know, like uh, undergraduate college, they do this to some extent, you know, like in a calculus class, they'll be like, oh, the higher score was 80. So that's the new A plus and everybody under that is graded on a curve. Okay. So think about what they're grading in law school. Typically an exam is... Uh, all semester, you don't get any grades. All semester, you just sit in class and the professor makes you read cases for hours and hours outside of class. And then you come in and he challenges you on like the cases you read and, and like calls you out in front of everybody and makes you look like a dummy. And then at the end of the semester, they just, they write some crazy story and make you apply the law that you learn to that new story. Uh, there's no grades until that moment no grades at all wow so so think about what this professor is going to be receiving is just like my the classes i was normally in was like 80 students so each professor is going to get 80 essays back that are each of them about 10 pages long and they're going to read them and read you applying the law and then give you some sort of marking based on how you did. And 
you know, out of a thousand possible points on a 10 page paper that you have to write, you can maybe get, uh, maybe the highest score gets 400 or 300. So then everything below that is on a curve. So in law school, every single person in your class is your direct competition. Wow. Okay. Yeah. But, okay, so it really, you're competing against your fellow students. Um, and, like, whoever, you could be... So, yeah, it really, it's not like, oh, I'm going to try to get this grade for me. I'm trying to get an A for myself and challenge myself. It's like, no, I'm trying to beat Dan. Right. All you have to do, I mean, it's like the, uh, you know, like that old joke about uh, to, like, be safe from bear attacks. You just need to not be the slowest person. Right. Uh, it's like that. It's like your your bar that you are judging yourself is like, am I smarter than most of these people? Am I will I do better than most of these people? Dude, do you find yourself encouraging other students to like chill out and get a beer and relax and like, <laughs> like get their, get their me? Yeah, dog. Or just be like no. emotionally supportive in like a negative with like deviant intent, you know? <laughs> yeah, like like you really need a break. You're just you're getting way too stressed out. Uh, I I do not do that. I really don't during the semester I don't think about the competition at all because it's I don't think that's beneficial at all. I think I can only owe it to myself to do the best that I can and I luckily am going to a school that's not known for being overly competitive. I think if you were to go to say Harvard or Stanford, I think you might run into more of that. Uh, that's how it used to be in a lot of law schools was like super doggy dog. People would like throw your books away the night before the exam or like sabotage you. And it's not, at least at my law school, it's not that way at all anymore. Uh, I would study in groups of people and everyone would wish each other good luck before you go into the exam. And um, when someone would have some sort of mental breakdown, people would call them after and see how they were doing. So it was good. Okay. Interesting. I, yeah, yeah. I, I get that though. I mean, I get why someone would want to sabotage, you know? Yeah. I mean, and it's not as if grades are just a, uh, a way to brag like grades for a lot of jobs are everything <laughs> grades are the only thing that matters uh which is really intimidating um, if you want to get a good well-paying job out of school or you want to go work for like a prestigious judge somewhere that you you've got to be like the top quartile of your class at least really yeah, man, that's so what's the thought behind that? Because most I mean, I don't think there's is there anything else like that too? any sort of other like educate or academia field where you're competing like that. That's a good question. I don't know. Do they. Do you think um, like medical programs, what's the after you're in school, what do you do after that residency? Yeah, dude. Wouldn't you imagine that that prestigious residencies go to the the highest ranked students? I think okay. From what and you would know better than me, but I should know. I uh, I think 
it flattens out and then you just go based on grade dude it's just like you it's you're not competing against your uh your people in your class it just flattens out and they just kind of look at oh this is your grade and then they take into consideration where you went i don't but i don't know man i'm yeah i'm sure obviously it's competitive in some sort of way but to make it like hey because you're not in the top quarter of these this group of people you're not good you know yeah right well i mean it's it doesn't mean that you're not good it just this is this is like how I can defend it. Uh, it's definitely an uncomfortable system, but this is why it's defensible is that it's, it's a super easy way of quickly knowing who's the best. I mean, unlike a lot of stuff in undergraduate law school, you're like, think about the exam format I just told you about. That's exactly what lawyers do every day. They like, get handed a new story, a real life problem that someone comes into their office with. And then they have to use existing law and try to fit it into that new story in a way that's going to make their client win. So if your professors who are all smart and went to Yale and were the top of their class, if your professors think these kids out of all of the kids are the smartest ones, that really says something that means you're good at writing. It means you're good at thinking and you're good at solving problems. And so it's like a really quick metric, even though sometimes it feels brutal and unfair. Um, and I'm talking as if I'll be at the top of my class and I don't think that's likely, but really? uh, I, I don't, there's a lot of smart people in law school. Yeah, I, yeah. I really took that for granted. I have to say, Coming out of undergrad, you feel so smart. Yeah. Because <laughs> undergrad's full of dummies. Yeah, especially where we went. Well, especially <laughs> right. where I went. Yeah, yeah. It's like Knucklehead like, City, dude. <laughs> There's like no one. Like, because, yeah, exactly. Like, that's you're, you're with the people. Because they were like out of a class of like, you know, 20 yeah, IPFW, there were like two people that gave half of a shit, you know? Right. But yeah, that's, that's, I imagine everyone there's like a baby genius. Well, right. So you take all of the people at their individual schools that felt that way that were like, oh man, I'm smart among all these dummies. And then, and then you put all of those people together and make them compete. Uh, so it's a, it's like a, it's a rigorous learning environment. Um, but I had done my research. I, I wasn't ignorant going in and I was okay with it. I, overall, I actually really enjoyed uh, my first semester. Dude. And you know what I was thinking about while you were, while you were talking about uh, how, you know, what it's like taking the test is how it's going to be like in the real world. You're also, it's, com- I, it makes sense that it's competitive because being a lawyer you are directly, it's like a one-on-one basketball game between you and the other lawyer, you know, right. or whatever team of lawyers. So, you know, I mean, I guess that's why they do that. Cause it's not like, oh, we can all win at the end of this court case. It's like, nah, man, somebody's going to lose and somebody's going to win. Right. Exactly. There's a lot of like hard, you have to face facts a lot being a lawyer, like you have to come up against uncomfortable realities. And the other thing, uh, so what I was describing earlier with like the, 
difficult uh, classroom environment where the professors are always calling you out and, and like questioning you and making you feel foolish is so people like this new generation, us young people, we don't like this. We think it's like too, it's too mean and it's, it's not very fair to people that are shy or whatever. Yeah. But I, yesterday I was, uh, I went to a courtroom and was sitting there and watching the proceedings and what do you think that judge was doing the entire time? But like pointing to attorneys and being like, what was that thing you were telling me about? Tell me more about that. Why wouldn't it be like this? Why wouldn't it be like that? And just like challenging, 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 trying to make these attorneys look foolish. Yeah. Like it's literally, I, this is a big reason I went to law school is because I, I essentially wanted to go to something that felt like trade school that was going to teach me a trade and law school is totally a trade school for lawyers. You, you are doing, it's like being, it's like you're working in a mechanic shop every day doing exactly what you're going to be doing when you graduate. Yeah, that's, uh, (laughs) that's pretty, I mean, yeah, that's pretty cool. That's, and, and I do think that is interesting, like culturally how, we, you know, a millenn- I mean, let's just say millennials just for lack of a better word, sure. but we're just like, everybody wins. Everybody be nice. Nobody make anyone feel uncomfortable at all. And then this profession is, you know, I mean, yeah, basically that judge is like bullying the lawyer trying to make <laughs> him look like a, you know, poke holes until he figures out this guy doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about or right. get to a point where he realizes Oh, this guy, you know, he knows a couple different things about this, but he really doesn't have the knowledge that he's pretending to have, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think it's, uh, pretty spot on. Now, most law work is not done in trial courts anymore. Uh, most things settle out of court. So a lot of law work is like writing, um, and researching. But it's still, it, you still have to write as if you're anticipating all of your opponent's arguments and like trying to outdo them at every turn, which uh, is based on this idea that people are going to challenge you and try to make you look dumb. So get used to it. Yeah, dude, I love it, man. You know me. I love that stuff. I love just like it, it's that it's i love those environments where there are no almost like there are no rules obviously in law there's a lot of rules but the rules are all for good reason not for like protecting people's feelings it's you know it's just it's like playing basketball with a bunch of dudes like you know it's just it it, like outside the court everyone's kind of like nice guy like oh hello how are you you know like how was your day but then once you get on the basketball court you can just you just go all out and right but at once it's over you're like well we'll see you tomorrow at the court you know when you just called that guy told him you like his mom or something like that and, you know right. and it's yeah and obviously but yeah you understand what i'm saying so um yeah do, do you see a lot of people i have like two I have, man i have two things uh i want to go back to this real quick before we move on but i I had experience in dev boot camp. Uh, I went to like a code school, you know, I mean, obviously you know this, but um, learned how to like be a developer and the environment of 
Dev boot camp was, dude, it was overly like emotionally supportive. It was very, like we had a thing called engineering empathy. It sounds, but I mean, basically we just like talked about our feelings and stuff mm-hmm. and it yeah. had this real vibe of like, Oh, we're all here together and we're all gonna be winners and we need this and that. And it, it, so it had that, but then under like one guy said in the meeting, we are all kind of like opening up and are sharing our feelings. And this guy was like kind of a dick. All right. He was, he was a good, he was a good engineer. He had a little more experience than everyone else there. He knew a bit more and he was just, I don't know how to really describe him. Just like a competitive guy. Didn't really talk much to anyone. It was just kind of like a stuck up, uh, guy. And he just says in this meeting, he's like, Well, I mean, I don't know. I guess one thing I'm struggling with, everyone says, you know, we're all here together. We're all trying to be successful. And like, he's like, no, I mean, I don't really care. Like, I'm trying to be the best person here. And I don't understand why we're pretending that some people aren't better than others. Like, I want to be the best (laughs) here. Like, I think I'm better than everyone else here. And I want to be that way. And it was just like, I, I mean, the guy was a dick. I didn't like him. He was, and he was like, you know, he was an asshole to me personally a couple times. Yeah. Um, but when he said that, I was like, yeah, dude, you're right. Like, you're right. I don't really know what everyone's talking about here. Uh, you're not wrong because you're going to get the best job because you're the best at this. Right. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. It was, it was definitely, it was definitely funny to hear someone just articulate it like that. That just had no, didn't care what anyone else thought. He just like, I don't know what you guys are talking like in the middle of everyone being like, I'm having, I'm struggling and you know, it's hard, but I know it's going to be okay. He's just like, I, yeah, I'm better than you. I'm like, I can do this better. And I like, I don't know. We're competing. And I don't know why people are afraid to say that. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, you know, that's such a difficult balance to strike between like civility uh, in, in a, in a, an environment that's undeniably competitive, that exact thing that happened a lot at, in, in school, my first semester, I'm not, not even close to being done, but, uh, they have these like weekly meetings that you go to. And it's like these second year students talking to you about how to, balance your life and and how to take care of yourself and kind of the same thing that you're describing like this very supportive environment and the what the law school is trying to do is the the legal field has picked up this nasty uh habit called alcoholism and a number of other substance abuse problems and and i think it starts in law school i think that people get really stressed out and start uh, substance abuse, and then it doesn't get any better once you graduate. And part of that stress comes from the competitive environment. So the school, and I don't think my school is alone in this, but the school will do a lot of things to try and make things a little softer. They like soften the edges. Uh, but, but in a way it's a little misleading because all semester they're like, don't worry about it. It's not competitive. This doesn't matter. Your grades don't matter. Yeah. Uh, when it literally matters so much, it matters like an absurd amount, Yeah, but no one wants to talk about it, uh, until you go into the career office. This happened to me. 
I go into the career office and I was like, yeah, I'd, I'd like to work for a federal judge after I graduate. She's like, okay, I can get you those numbers on what that's going to look like for you, but you're going to need to be in like the top 12% of the class. So you better start hustling. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, well, this would be a good thing to be talking about in those meetings. Uh, but, but I, I mean, I get that they have to strike a balance. I don't want my classmates coming out with substance abuse problems. So, well, yeah, I know what you mean. It's, it's, it's tough. And I think there is, I don't even know if it's really striking a balance, but it's like just being honest and saying, Hey, Dan, you want to work for a federal judge? You're going to have to put in a lot of time and a lot of effort, and it's going to be very difficult. Uh, some people, you know, take the edge off by developing a vice like alcoholism. Don't do that. But <laughs> the fact of the matter is, you know, it's going to be stressful and you're going to be stressed out a lot. So if that's your goal and that's what you want, be prepared. Yes. And I, I think... It, this goes back to why the first semester is difficult because you don't, everyone's trying for that and you don't know where you're going to shake out. Like it could be that I'm, I'm like not very smart among my classmates and we'll get our grades back and I'll be lower down on the list. And then it'll be time to rearrange my priorities uh, because some of that stuff, like working for a federal judge is going to be a, a lot more difficult to attain, maybe impossible. Um, and so the first semester is really insecure because you just have no idea and you're just trying as hard as you can to, to come out on top, but you've never done this before and you don't know how to study and you don't know what you're learning. Uh, so it's, it's, it's really weird, but I think that people will start making decisions that will make law school less stressful because if, if the grades come out and you're say 40th percentile, which still means you're smarter than, 40% of people at law school. That's like still saying a lot. Right. But if you're 40th percentile, suddenly those, those like uh, judge jobs are going to be pretty difficult to get. And you've got to start rethinking. You're not really playing like the competitive game so much anymore. So you can kind of just relax and enjoy law school to some extent. It's still very busy, but uh, I don't know. It's, so I think that that's what makes the beginning of law school so unique. Um, but ultimately, I think everyone would be better served if if they were just okay with being disappointed. Like I can I can simultaneously work really hard and want something super bad, like uh, like what I want to do after I graduate, but then understand that I may be disappointed, and that will be okay too. <laughs> Like yeah. not, not everything is a Cinderella story. Um, sometimes it doesn't end up that you, that you win in the end. Okay. Well, what's, I guess then that's interesting. I think it translates to like a ton of different things, but what does that look like? It, what is that? Uh, not, yeah, for lack of a better way to put it, worst case scenario, like, what does that look like for someone in your position? And uh, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, worst case scenario, I'll be like a fucking clerk or something. I don't know what that even means, but you know what I mean? And it, it, yeah. is there is that sort of bottom ring of jobs that you can get uh, still interesting to you? And would you still be happy doing it? Right. That's a that's a good question. So first, the clerk thing. Those are the jobs working for judges. 
Oh, those I, are, okay. I used to think this too. I it's like a misunderstanding. The term denotes like some sort of secretary role, but they're they're like really prestigious jobs doing really crazy important influential work uh, in like the federal court system, which is super cool. Uh, but the, the thing I had to keep in mind going into law school and applying for law school, because I, I like did my due diligence and read a lot and, and a lot of things said, like, if you're going to law school fully intending on being number one in your class, change your attitude or don't go because you, you cannot anticipate how smart people are. <laughs> right. You're like, again, you really take for granted how it feels coming from undergrad and then going to law school. It really changes how you think about where you might fall in your class. And you, some people would disagree. You know, there's this idea that like you should, you should get rid of all the things to fall back on so that you have to have the thing that you ultimately like. Oh uh, yeah, dude. And I just don't think that's very pragmatic. I I would rather go in seeing the full range of options available to me after graduating and be okay with all of them. Obviously, most excited about the stuff near the top, but everything along the way, I would enjoy. I wouldn't have gone to law school if I wouldn't be happy unless I was top 10%. That would have been a really, really poor decision. Dude, I think that's true. Well, yeah, that's when that's the following my dreams. I'm following my dreams. That attitude of like I'm there's no other option. It's this or that, baby. And it's like it's so funny. Everyone's like this is my dream. I'm following my dreams. Like this, you know, it's this like romantic idea and this like sense of narcissism. Like if you had that, if you were like I'm going to be the best. I'm going to be the greatest lawyer of all time. I'm, I know because my mom told me that I'm smart. I'm going to work harder than everyone else. If you went in with that attitude, it's just like, oh, you're, you have this, there's, there's like this in the back of your mind, you think there's no way I fail because of this romantic idea of me being at the top and telling this story. But, you know, if you're realistic, which a lot of people like, this it sounds like quitting if you're realistic and you say okay what would i be happy with you know because chances are dude you could you know i don't know you could maybe be top of your class but would your wife be okay with you never spending time with her would your family be cool like with you never going you know like right is that worth it to you right yeah you it kind of dives you into this different world that's very demanding on your time. So all the more reason why all the options are pretty cool. It's either you do super well, but you kind of have a busier life, but make a ton of money or you make less money. Your time isn't quite as demanded. Uh, and I don't know, you maybe you work on slightly less important issues or something. Dude, yeah, I mean, that that reminds me, uh, have you ever seen this documentary called, like, Fittest in the Nation, or Fittest in the World? No. It 
there's a it's a it's like the crossfit games it's like a i mean it's like a workout documentary it's actually really fun it's i've seen two of them i think there's only two but they're really fun to watch basically it's you know people competing uh in these crossfit games and you watch them and then you kind of like follow them throughout their career and then you watch the second one and you realize oh you know who wins those games the people who sacrifice the most. Like, yeah. they show the guy the first year he didn't win, okay? He lost. He got, like, third or fourth place. The following year, he crushes everyone. The guy that got first gets 23rd place. This guy gets first place. And the reason being, you watch his training regimen, you watch what he does, and you realize, like, oh, dude, he just, all he had to do was sacrifice his entire life to this. And right. he wins the CrossFit games. So it's it's kind of that sort of thing where if you want to be the best, you can be the best, but it comes at such a high price. <clears throat> yeah, that's that brings up uh, a really good point. I found myself thinking about this a lot during law school because I... I couldn't believe that for how much time I was putting in every week to law school, it, it never felt like enough or it never felt like as much as other people were doing. I mean, I think most weeks I was probably putting in between like 70 and 80 hours of work which is a lot. I mean, that's, that's basically no weekend and long days every day. And it, it really just, I realized that some people were working even harder than me. Like when I would go home at seven or eight, they'd be going home to study more. I'd be going home to have dinner and talk to my wife. Yeah. And, and there did come a wall for me. It was just a wall where it was like, well, I'm not, I know what I'm willing to do <laughs> and, and what, if what's required is me going home at eight o'clock and continuing work until 10 o'clock, not talking to my wife at all, then I think I choose um, doing what I'm doing right now. Yeah, dude. Isn't that funny? I feel like we're so, there's just too much like TV out there, movies that are just like, People working too hard, man. Why y'all working so hard? Like, you know, like, yeah, it's this romantic idea of like being the best. And there's no there's no like appreciation for the guy that's like, I'm just going to be good at what I do. Right. Yeah. And I think if you can somehow manage to still enjoy the process, I I don't know this for sure, but if I had to guess, I feel like I probably enjoyed law school more than the people uh, that were that were going home and continuing work. I think they were ultimately much more stressed out and sleep deprived than me. Uh, now, again, maybe grades will come back and I'll realize I have to work way harder. Maybe I'll get maybe I'll flunk out. Uh, I don't think so. I feel like I learned a lot, but. Um, but I, I feel like I worked an awful lot. I worked super hard, but there's just always someone working harder. And just like you said about the CrossFit games, if you want to be the best, there is a way like you can by sheer force, you can push your way 
all the way to the top. And and maybe that's why they use those metrics, uh, you know, the judges and like the well-paying law firms, because they they want a quick metric of who is just going to grind. Yeah, that's I mean, I don't know, man. I, I think there there's also the, I'll be interested to hear how you do. And I yeah. will have to, like, put you back on the podcast and, you know, figure out, um, you know, did I do it right? Yeah. Did you do it right? Or did you do it completely wrong? Or maybe you were more successful than those people that took their books home, you know? But yeah, I, I think there's, I don't know. What do you think of this? Because I think in software, there, there is a degree, I mean, in a lot of the things I've done, there is a degree of working harder versus working smarter. So I, I think with a lot of like software guys, there's times where I'm like, you're working, you're doing it wrong. If the end game is to make a product that, is useful for the user you're doing it wrong because you're overthinking it so there is a degree that you can have i think like the a lot of times like the best software people are people who are not real nerds about it they're just people that know how to work smart um so is there a degree of like you for instance maybe you just you did it right and you didn't try to cram your brain full of stuff or you studied in a different way or maybe you made it more fun for yourself, so maybe you had a, you know, so maybe, you know, you get back your, your exam, and maybe you made it fun for yourself, which made it better for you, and made it easier for you, and maybe your work's a lot better, you know, so is there, do you think, I don't know, from what you've heard from upperclassmen or from other lawyers, is there is there uh, some sort of concept of working smarter not harder or is it that you know can you brute force your way to the top i think it's a little bit of both i it's so hard for me to know because i as of now don't have any way to compare myself with others or know whether or not my study habits were good um so like i said earlier all of law school studying it's really it's just reading cases and reading cases and reading cases and reading cases. Uh, And so by the end of the semester, you've spent whatever, 80 hours a week for all 16 weeks, just reading cases. And I don't, I don't know like what would set one person above the other. I mean, there's, there's big picture stuff. Uh, I, this is this is what I wanted to ask you. Like, wh- to what extent are there? <laughs> do you think everyone's ceiling in terms of intellectual capacity is at the same height, or do you think people have different heights to their ceilings? Um, I guess. Okay, here's my. I guess my thought on that is the people that are going to be the people with the highest ceiling are going to be the people that love whatever it is the people the people that can reach the highest ceiling are going to be and even i i really i honestly even think this is true in athletics to a degree which i think is would be the most unlikely one because some people are born with you know born ripped right and just way more genetically uh gifted than other people but i i really think this man i think 
you see it in basketball a lot, like short guys that make it in the NBA and are really successful. And I've seen, I mean, I've just, I think if you like it, if you like doing the work and it comes easy to you and it's not something, you know, maybe if you're like passionate about law, you're just like, dude, I love this. And you just enjoy reading about it and you find yourself thinking about it. I think your ceiling is far higher because I think it comes down to um, the strength of will. And if you're always having to will yourself to get better at whatever that is, uh, I think your capacity is um, is going to be very low. Yeah. What What That's do you think? I I don't disagree with that. I think you're right. I I was thinking that it it does seem like <clears throat> there are some people that um, both like above and below me. There are people that I feel like no matter what I would do, I'm just not going to be as smart as them. My ceiling isn't going to go as high as theirs. And then there are other people that have to work much harder and put in longer hours than me to have the same height of ceiling. And I, but I think it probably does come down. I, I don't know if enjoyment is, but it's, there is a, there really is something to like things coming naturally. You know, I think in law school, I definitely can think of people that it comes super naturally to, and they're always like offering up ideas in class that just blow your mind because they're, they're putting things together in a way that's just so much beyond the way you're thinking. And then there are other people that they're, they're not connecting with any of it. They need to go home and like, and, and read extra supplemental materials all night just to start to understand what it is you're talking about. Okay. So. All right, man. Okay, so this is, it's very interesting. Obviously, dev boot camp is not law school, but I do think there are, from what you're describing, there are a lot of parallels here. Um, yeah. Especially at boot Okay, when you're, are you in class with the same people all day? Yeah. Okay, so yeah, it's it's very similar because I found that too. Because honestly, man, when I started at boot camp, I was one of the people that was going home being like, what is going on? Like, who, what? How does any of this relate? You know, I, I was the dummy, okay? Right. But I think, and I realized that, because it was very discouraging because I'm looking around and, you know, I mean, maybe I was like, I was probably like lower middle class man um especially when i started yeah dude it was very difficult and it was very discouraging to me because i I thought oh this isn't coming naturally natural as natural as i thought it was going to be so yeah it was kind of overwhelming in that sense because it was a thought that maybe i'm not very good at this and maybe i don't have that natural um inclination to be a good software developer but then they would talk about oh you've this fixed mindset and you have you've a static mindset and you've a dynamic mindset whichever one you if you believe you can do it and you try you can learn stuff and dude i kid you not i put in the work and i put in a lot of work and basically i realized these people that had been 
you know, that were ahead of me and I, I thought were way smarter than me, but were in the same sort of grade, I realized, oh, they've just been doing it for maybe four weeks longer than I've been doing it, okay? Which is a long time when you're, you know, when you only go to school for nine. So I realized like, oh, I just haven't been doing it as long as these people. So by the end of the time I got to the 12 weeks, I was, you know, I was one of the best, you know, I stayed, I went into a different class, you know, so I kind of like stayed behind a grade, you know, three weeks. But by the time I got to the end, you take me, a guy that's been there an extra three weeks, compared to the people that I was now with, you know, let's call it being held back a grade. Dude, I was, you know, I was obviously the smartest one. So I I think, I think that's a, that's a, that's something to think about is, so some people just may have more experience than you at this point. So when you look at them, you think, wow, that guy just gets it. But in reality, it might just be, he's been doing it for a couple months longer than you. Yeah. So yeah, uh, that's a good point. That was I wonder. Yeah, cuz I well, Frank, from what you're saying is I've had that experience. I've looked at people and thought I'll never be like them, you know. They just get it. And then all of a sudden like literally 5 weeks later, they're, you know, I'm I can I'm they were the same. If, you know, if me who put in more work from this point is probably a little better. Yeah. I I mean, this going back to what we were talking about earlier, I think this is what people, this is why people prefer stories like that rather than stories like mine where it's like, I don't know, I worked super hard my first semester and I just came out in the middle, yeah. the end. Uh, is, is this idea that, no, like if you, if you work, if you just work hard enough, you can be anything you want to be. Um, I, there's there's ideas of that in what you're saying, yeah. Which is inspiring. Um, and I think to some extent is true. I don't think it's untrue in law school. I think that there are people that worked really hard, and if they end up near the top of the class, I think they deserve it. Um, nobody likes to see a person that doesn't work that hard, but just because of sheer brains, like a genetic lottery, they, they get to be the top of the class. <laughs> it's no fun to see that, but it happens. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm not, I, I think, I, I don't know exactly where I stand on that thought, but of the people being genetically smarter than other people yeah. uh, from no, you know, effort on their own part. Because I think about how many stupid, think how many people we went to school with that, or how many people you've met throughout your life that have been like, yeah, you know, I was really smart, but I never applied myself. Like, I was just like a genius, <laughs> yeah. but I never applied myself, you know, like, I take tests and I was like, uh, I was like on the same level as Einstein. I just was like the people that tell you their IQ scores. Oh yeah. Just total psychopaths. Dude. Well, it's like, it's just like, Oh, it's it. Then when I hear that, I'm like, Oh, so you're just gifted, but you squandered it. Like you're just too lazy to do anything with your life. You've been blessed with this insane intelligence, but you're just too lazy to do any, like, what are you saying? I right. It's it's not exactly a cool thing to say. No, it's the lamest it's thing like, you could say. 
it's people scraping the bottom of the pan for, for anything to talk about. Well, yeah, it's like, uh, it's this, you know, I mean, it's just not interesting. It's, I, I mean, I would rather, uh, I don't know. I feel like those, I love those people that just, they're just like, man, I'm dumb, but I figured this out. I can't believe I figured this out, but after doing this over and over again, I just, I got it, you know? Uh, like, that's that's so much more interesting to hear someone that's like, dude, this didn't. I mean, I think my boot camp story is actually pretty interesting because when I tell it, when I got there, dude, I couldn't even really type. I could barely type. Um, I mean, granted, it doesn't really have anything to do with coding, but like, I don't know. Like, I wasn't doing well, and it was very difficult for me I, I and there was at no point did i was anyone looking over my shoulder and being like wow bertoff's really man he he's gonna be a legend you know and, <laughs> but it just like no dude it's just i by no means was a savant well i think that no matter what i mean even even if some people have higher ceilings than others I think the general rule is that you can never go wrong with hard work. Right. Ever. Uh, when that was always really, a, those were difficult moments in law school because you would come up against these concepts or whatever it would be that you were learning in class that would really confuse you. And other than backing away and, and like moving on to another subject or pulling out your phone and looking at Instagram, if you just, if you just like, just went hard into it until you got it and, and like tried to mess around with this concept or talk to other people about it, then it, you, you could get it. Like it was attainable. Uh, you just, you just had to lean into it when your brain really wanted to lean out because you were going on your eighth hour in the library and you hadn't seen the sun all day. Yeah, dude, that's really what it comes down to is that moment <laughs> when you're when you don't want to, you know, and overcoming that and pushing through. And yeah, yeah, you're right. Oh, I mean, it's the Will Smith thing. It's the like alchemist idea of just do it. Just put in the most the Will Smith. Like if you're on a I forget he that like I don't know if you've hurt seen that clip but he's talking about like i'm i'm on the treadmill like no like you you may be smarter than me you may be funnier than me better you may be better looking than me but you will never outwork me like that's one thing i have complete control of and yeah. you're never gonna outwork me so it is uh it is almost a great equalizer of strength of will yeah i think it is and i i do find that comforting in a way uh but when you're when you're entering your twelfth hour in the library, it's not very comforting because you can see everyone else that's your competition yeah. in the library, and and you know that if you get up and go home and go eat salad with your wife, mm -hmm. they're still gonna be there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. It's uh, overall though, it's a it's a very cool experience. Um, I don't think it's for everybody, but law school is cool. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, okay. I want to. Okay, I have, I have one question for you, but 
I, I wanted to, I, I, sorry, you gave me a ton of ideas, but I wanted to talk about my brother real quick. Cause that's a yeah. quick comparison. I can, I can kind of give you like my, my brother was always good at learning. Okay. Uh, that he was that guy. If you were to look at us growing up, I was always kind of like, I don't know. I don't know how to do it, mom. I can't tie my shoe. I can't make a origami swan. I can't like, I don't, I quit. You know, I don't know how to do this. Like I didn't, but my brother could just like, okay, all right. And then he'd figure it out. Right. He just do it. So I I think, and I think what that was, was he just got used to, learning stuff and having that strength of will to be like, yeah, I'll figure it out. So he would do it. So I really think what it was, was I was just lazy. So many, you know what I mean? I was just lazy and lazy. I had no work ethic. So I got used to having no work ethic versus my brother. He got used to figuring it out. So learning came more easily to him. Yeah. That, uh, that reminds me of, uh, so, so what they do in class is called the Socratic method, the, the professor challenging you. And um, the goal isn't to make you look dumb, but it ultimately happens just because uh, they, they're always, they're wanting you to like make arguments. So you read this case, let's say it's about like this woman that got screwed by this furniture company that like didn't deliver on time and then lost all her stuff. So now she's suing. And then he'll, the, the professor, he or she will call on you and want you to talk about the facts of the case. And then after that, they'll just say like, okay, I want you to make the best case possible for why the furniture company should win. And then you just on the spot have to come up with something. (laughs) And it's not easy because you don't want the furniture company to win. They suck. They Mm -hmm. screwed this lady. Um, And so that's the kind of thing. And there are most of the time people play along um, and then they'll push you and they'll say like, no, you can make a better argument than that. Think about the, think about the policy behind what the court would decide in this case. You know, they ask these really complex questions and every once in a while, <laughs> professors, they don't get mad at your answers, but they get mad if you say no, if you're unwilling to engage. Okay. They, you, if you say, I don't know, that's the wrong answer. Uh, so just double down on your stupidity. You just, you just have to try. Okay. Because that's how you learn. Like in those moments when you have to make an argument for the furniture company that screwed this lady out of all her money and all of her belongings, it, that's the moment when you, you're like really, your mind is starting to work in this different way where you're applying the things you're learning. And if you just instead, if you just sit back in your chair and put your hands up and say, you know what, professor, I don't know. That they, they do not appreciate that at all. Really? No, because it <clears throat> that's that's why we're all here is to apply ourselves and to think hard about problems. And if we're not quite engaging with it, at least give them something. I don't know, say that like the furniture company should win because the lady didn't alert them in time that whatever, you know, sure. she didn't let them know in enough time that they had breached the contract and you, you just have to try. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and that's that, that example of your brother and you like 
learning to tie your shoes, mm-hmm. um, you may have been the first one to sit back and say, I don't know. I, I can't figure it out. And Johnny was still over there working on tying his shoes. Mm-hmm. And so, okay. When you were, that's uh, yeah. When you were describing that, that reminds me of, I, I think what it comes down to is how, uh, how comfortable are you outside of your comfort zone? you know yeah so if you're so while you're doing this while your teacher is or your professor is putting you on the spot asking you how are you gonna you know defend this moving company and you're just like completely uncomfortable because you're like dude they're scummy i have no idea they're completely in the wrong and you're just trying to come up on the top of your head which is some sort of argument to say that they're in the right it's uncomfortable, but I imagine, dude, you're going to do this over the course of your, you know, being a student and then into your career that eventually, naturally, you'll just be coming up with bullshit to defend shitty people. <laughs> I mean, not ideally, but you, you, you know. Ideally, no. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I, I think that's exactly it. Yeah. It's an important skill to, to work on honing and and being okay with being uncomfortable I think that is where there are, you know, some people are definitely more comfortable than others uh, in situations like that and are better being put on the spot than others. So that's something that I think coming into law school, you can have an advantage or a disadvantage just in that sense with like the classroom environment. But, but uh, yeah, if you, if you just try, you can get pretty far. Yeah. Dude, that, oh man, this is real tangential, but I just want to say it. It's, it's almost, I imagine lawyers really get into pathological lying for that reason, because you spend so much of your time, like imagine like overhearing an argument between two people and one person's clearly in the wrong overhearing that your brain would naturally go to defending the person. So I imagine that's like how like pathological liars come about is because they're so used to uh, covering their tracks that they just lie about everything because that's what their brain naturally does is tell a lie, you know? Interesting. I'm trying to decide whether that's like the same basic mechanics at play. I don't know, but it just came up to my mind. I'm like, because I do that, dude. I'll like, I I mean, I'm not like a pathological liar. I'm not crazy, but I do that sometimes where I'll like, I'll be like, oh, shoot, what's my excuse for this? And I'll come up with an excuse. And then I realize, wait, the truth isn't that bad, you know? <laughs> and the excuse is just a lie. This, yeah, the excuse is like the same as the truth in terms of, you know, incriminating. And I'm like, Oh, why don't I just tell the truth? You know? Yeah. I don't know. I think there's, there's a little bit of a difference in that. uh, I mean, understand this is coming from someone that's, that hasn't worked out in the real world at a law firm or anything, but at least ideally what's, what's taught to you in law school is, is the practice of law is based on these principles that like everyone deserves adequate representation and, and no one should, 
should be left fending for themselves in a courtroom. So it doesn't matter what a person has done. They still deserve a shot at like with an attorney that's going to give it their all. And what that doesn't mean is lying. Like if, if in this hypothetical with the furniture company or the moving company that screwed this lady out of all of her belongings and her money, that that's not an okay argument to make that the, that her payment was late unless it really was like, there's still ethics. You know what I mean? You, Mm -hmm. there's typically an argument to be had on both sides based on the law, but you can't change the facts. Um, so that's that's why people like to hate on like criminal defense attorneys or public defenders because all they do all day is defend people that have have definitely done bad things. But it's based on this principle that like everyone deserves at least like their best shot because the other side is will always have a lawyer. Like there'll always be a prosecutor in a criminal defense trial trying to send you to jail for a super long time. So there needs to be the adversarial system just like everything else in this country, we love competition. We think the competition creates the best outcome, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we, we think the same way in a courtroom. Like you should have two lawyers battling it out to get the most just result. Uh, yesterday, when I, the courtroom I was in, this lady got up. Um, she was older and had, uh, was defending herself on a, a DUI charge. She was way over the limit. And, and she was just like, so like meek and humble and was just like, I look, I did it. I just, I just want to say I'm guilty. I just want to get this over with. I feel so bad. And the judge was like, well, hold on. You, you need an attorney. If you haven't spoken with an attorney, you should talk to one. She was like, well, can I just get it over with? I I just want to be done. He's like, well, we're not really ready to prosecute this today. So we're going to like postpone this for a month. And I want you to come back. I want you to at least talk to an attorney. We can set you up with one for free. And it's just like, that's, that's how the system works. Like even these judges that people assume want to lock people away. Most of the time they're pretty fair and are, are wanting to make sure people at least have a fair shot. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's interesting. Just to make sure. I mean, yeah, I understand that from the judge's standpoint to not be biased and come in and hear someone properly articulate reasons why either they're not guilty or reasons why their maybe their punishment should be lighter than just like, oh, you were drunk and you drove, uh, you know, ten years in prison, you know. So someone making a case, you know, making a case for why it's not 10 years in prison. Exactly. Yeah. Like this may be, this lady might not realize that like, because it's her first time, the charge won't be nearly as serious if she argues that point, uh, rather than just swallowing the fine for whatever it is. Yeah. Poor woman. Yeah. That's, that's funny. Cause she's probably like, she probably just like, I don't want to play the game, man. Like, I am guilty. But the, <laughs> right. the judge is like, hey, you kind of got to. Otherwise, you're going to be in prison for a long time. Um, right. Like, you're not the worst of the worst. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure, like, yeah. obviously, you should have done that. But um, you got to play the game or you're going to really regret it. Yeah, but it, it does feel uncomfortable. The, the, like, rule of law people... Uh, 
um, probably don't think that sounds very right. I mean, it's the same people that don't like that public defenders exist. It just, it feels wrong. Like imagine being like Ted Bundy had a lawyer. I think he did. Some of those serial killers, they represent themselves, but a lot of them get lawyers. Yeah. Yeah. And those lawyers have to stand up and try to like downplay everything that happened. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, I'm sure, I mean, at some point they're trying to put it, I, I guess for like someone like Ted Bundy or a other serial killer or something, they're just trying to put it in a light that's like maybe 40 years, maybe a life sentence, right. maybe good. Exactly. You know what I mean? It's coming in yeah. the understanding like, look, <laughs> this guy's a real bad guy. But, you know, but right. maybe there's hope for him because yeah. his dad beat him. I don't know. Exactly. Yeah. Bad childhood. It's always bad. Yeah, man. What's a, what? Are, sorry. Let's ask you one question to wrap it up. Like, what are you most, uh, what are you most interested in and what are you excited about for the rest of law school? So I... I still remain pretty interested in environmental law. It's kind of what inspired me to go to law school. There are not a ton of jobs in environmental law, so I'm okay with it being something else. Um, in, I think, three weeks, I'm actually going to Texas and working at a detention center uh, with asylum seekers, helping them uh, prepare cases to like plead to be granted asylum in this country, which is obviously kind of a hot issue right now, but I am really looking forward to that. It'll be, it'll be my first chance to like connect my, like what I've learned so far in law school with, with real world application, which I think will be really, really cool. And it'll feel good to feel like you're helping someone. Yeah. You'll have to do this again and talk about that experience. I'm really interested see how that goes yeah um yeah so am i the what was the second part of your question oh uh what am i excited about yeah well that was that's about it i'm i'm in the process of applying for jobs for the summer so i don't know what i'll be doing yet but i imagine i'll be excited about that uh as soon as i know what i'm doing got some hot leads nice yeah well okay Uh, well i guess shoot i got one more uh yeah just like advice i i've been kind of like ending with that but if someone's like going to law school or someone like something someone should know about the criminal justice system or something that you didn't know and you're like oh look i didn't know this but or i this is one thing i learned don't do this or you should know this um i can't say i'm an expert on the criminal justice system so i'll just choose the law school advice yeah uh you know i now having some perspectives, being in law school and realizing what's ahead of me, just how much work is ahead of me and how serious of a time commitment uh, and money and financial commitment the law school is, I, I think I, there's a lot of people I would not recommend law school to. I think for the people that want to be attorneys, I think law school is just kind of what you have to do to get there. But if it's, if it's the thing you're doing because you can't really figure out anything else, um, it's not 
really a good idea. Uh, there are there are so many jobs out there in the world. It does sometimes it doesn't feel like that, but there are so many careers. There are so many things you can do for a living, and people, I think, choose law school because it feels like a safe bet and it feels prestigious. Like uh, people congratulate you when you tell them you got into law school, but it's not necessarily. Like it doesn't guarantee you anything. The job market's super tough and you have to enjoy it. You have to enjoy like writing and reading and thinking critically and being challenged basically kind of for the rest of your life. And luckily I, I do, I mean, check back with me in 10 years, I guess. <laughs> but, um, but I, I think some people just do it for the wrong reasons and, that can be a nightmare scenario because now you're graduating with $150,000 in debt uh, in a really bad situation. Because you, I mean, a lot of these people graduate and they don't even want to be attorneys anymore. Now what do you do? Yeah. So that's my, that's my very grim advice. But if you want to be an attorney, if you've like, if you've thought a lot about it and, and have gotten some experience with it, then law school is super cool. I mean, honestly, dude, I don't think that's grim advice. That's that's stuff I tell everyone that not to be like, I feel like I'm comparing being a software engineer to being a lawyer too much, but, um, no, I'm, I'm on board because I, I tried out, that was my first attempt was I'm just going to be a software engineer, but I just realized it wasn't for me. And then I was like, well, I guess I got to go to law school. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's, it's how, I mean, that's how I tell, I was what I tell people. I'm like, Hey, uh, it's, it's basically what you just described. I'm like, Hey, uh, try it out. It, and the nice thing about, uh, software is like, there's tons of free resources online. You can figure out pretty quick if it's something you're interested in. Um, yeah. but yeah, it's same thing, man. If you're not, if you're not really about it, it's going to be a real slog, you know? Yeah, a slog and and at the end like for what? You know, I there's this real I find this concept so attractive, the idea that like what you owe to the world is is the thing that you're really good at. Um and this is something I still I think about all the time. Like am I by going to law school, am I really giving the world the thing that I'm good at or, or am I choosing the wrong thing? Mm. Because uh, law school just kind of, it turns everyone into, in, in a lot of people's minds, it turns everyone into these corporate drone lawyers that you miss out on like these really brilliant, amazing people that just become drone corporate lawyers at the end. Um, which is a bummer. But, but then some of those lawyers are, are really good at what they do and that's the best thing they can do for the world. Uh, but that's something, it's something I think about all the time. Do you think about that a lot? Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I think, I, I guess I don't really think about it a whole lot cause I do feel like I do that. You know, I don't think there's anything that I'm better at that I should be doing, to be honest. Unless I haven't I discovered it or something, you know? Well, what's cool about what you do is, is like regular artistic output, regular artistic expression. I think that's something that um, kind of 
quells that that feeling um i think because i haven't had a lot of that lately you know for a while i was like writing stupid uh yuppie articles and stuff and so it that that makes you feel better it's like oh well i'm even if my job isn't exactly doing the best thing or whatever i i'm i'm like putting out the stuff that's inside me and that's that's what i want to give the world yeah you're Um, diversifying it's like diversifying your time you know so you can i don't know that feels good too because you're like oh i wrote this blog article or i'm made this video and then I also do this stuff too. So you're kind of diversifying your, your, uh, your soul, your lifeblood. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, once I'm not so busy in law school, I'll get back to stuff like that. But for now it's okay to be focused on one thing. Yeah. And I think you should honestly, like I was talking about that with my friend. Um, and we are talking about just being like singularly focused, uh, and oh, that was one thing we were, we were like for the new year, like a resolution was being singularly focused and not pulled in too many directions and really just trying one thing and really hard. So, yeah. And yeah, law school is definitely the time for that. There's <laughs> not a lot of time for hobbies. Yeah. Well, cool, man. This is uh thanks for doing this. Really appreciate it, man. Oh yeah. Course. It was it was nice catching up. Yeah, dude. I'll pretend to hang up the phone on you and we can talk for a second. But uh Okay. Alright, see you later. Okay, bye. Bye.